I'm Aria Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The playoffs are here, and it's time to dissect the first-round matchups. I'm joined this episode with Eliav Gabay from the Mercury Beat Reporter down in Phoenix, and we're going to dive into this matchup and see how the Mercury can pull off a dub. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider that's patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com if you're trying to get tickets for the WNBA playoffs thank you to our sponsors tick pick you don't have to worry about any of the fees. They are the original no-fee ticketing site and official ticketing partner of the WNBA champion, Chicago Sky. Use the link TICKPICK.com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for the WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. That's TickPick.com backslash Winsider. Tonight, we got a doubleheader of games, and this episode we are focused on the Phoenix Mercury versus the Las Vegas Aces. I'm honored to be joined by Eliav. Eliav, you obviously know the Mercury a lot better than I. Uh, your boots on the ground. You've, you know, you got your your ear to the street. You know what's going on with this team. It has been one of the more dramatic team seasons, or I, I don't even know if that wild. gives it wild, right? Like <laughs> it's it is the wild west down in Arizona this season. Um, I. Like, okay, let's start off the episode with Free BG wrongfully detained in Russia for well over 160 days. Um, I've lost count. One day is yeah, too many. 181 today. 181 today. Thank you for having that number. Um, add on to the craziness of the season, right? They have yeah. a new head coach come in. Um, they have Skylar Diggins Smith having one of the more ridiculously impressive seasons of her ridiculously impressive career. Dana Tarasi having a resurgence late in her career. Um, they have a few little scuffles on the sideline. They have a few social media posts calling out coaches or maybe not calling out the coaches. Not really clear, um, which side note, I still I completely blame the Mercury's social media account for that whole clown debacle thing um, more than I blame Coach Nygaard. Um, but somehow we are here today. They are in the playoffs which seemed almost impossible at points, especially considering the fact that Diane Taurasi goes down a couple games ago. Uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith has missed portions of the season and is uh, missed the last two games and is expected to miss this series. Uh, also, from my understanding, maybe you can correct me on that. How are we here? How have the, how, like, how on God's green earth are we sitting here talking about this Phoenix Mercury team without Brittany Griner, without Diana Trossi and without Skylar Diggins-Smith in the playoffs, um, how do we get here? So it's pretty remarkable, right? You, you've, you've mentioned everything, and we haven't even mentioned the Tina Charles divorce either. And it's just I so totally impressive. forgot about that. It, exactly. That's just how crazy it's been, right? Uh, where, where, to answer your question straight up of how, nothing more than I can say other than straight up, teamwork them them getting together 
and understanding that, listen, no matter what happens, the adjustments need to keep happening and we have to expect them to happen. That's what Nygaard was saying where she said something to the tone of, we have basically not been able to count on anything happening at any point in our favor. So this has just been the mentality. So it's Sophie Cunningham stepping up. It's Brianna Turner stepping up. Shea Petty, Diamond to Shields, you know, Megan Gustafson off the bench, Jenny Sims. It's been so impressive to see them go beyond what so many people thought they were capable of. Um, and just straight up communication got better. The defense was sharper. Ball movement was more off-ball movement was heightened. Uh, I'll tell you what, that small ball revitalized everything. Of course, you don't expect when someone like Tina Charles leaves your team for things to get better. But, you know, I'm a kid of a divorce family. The divorce worked for both sides. (laughs) It's okay. It happened. (laughs) Yeah, and and it did. And it did. Tina made the playoffs for the first time in, what, seven seasons for her? That's huge. Of course. If you're in her position, you don't want to risk that again, you know? So I get that. And then for the Mercury, the small ball gave a chance, in my opinion, for Nygaard's system to kind of show through and see through a little bit. I'm not sure she gets quite the credit that she deserves for handling all of this in her rookie uh, season as well as a head coach. But we got to see, listen, those pick and rolls. I mean, Breezy Turner, credit to her. I mean, she's got to be up there for most pick and rolls or most pick and roll partner uh in the league this year for how many times she had to be involved in that but yeah i credit the system and and the ability of someone like skylar diggin smith to take so much on herself and then when she went down and they had to adjust again and dt went down uh for the rest of the team to to really pick up that slack and uh and and a lot of career highs let's put it that way this year a lot of career highs i am so speechless with this team i mean you you brought up the Tina Charles divorce. Um, I know lots of people would love to have a different term for it. Whatever, that's the term. Check the CBA. Take it up with the league. <laughs> Tina Charles. Tina Charles was on this team, so the Aces swept the Mercury um, in their pl- uh, regular season series this season, three zero, and all of them were pretty much blowouts. I mean, twenty points for two of them. One of the games was the closest. Um, and it was just a mere 12 point game. But Tina Charles was on the team with the Mercury for all three of those games, which I think is an interesting point. Also, 521, so almost three months ago, was the last right. time these teams played. And at that time, I mean, I'm not going to lie. And I'm, I, I think I'm a big enough person to admit when I'm wrong. I, all season, doubted the Mercury, said there was no chance. I, To be fair... Part of my doubt was Tina Charles. And when they divorced Tina Charles, the team flourished, I would say. So maybe, you know, my take deserves an asterisk. Um, but this team has really pulled it together since these two teams have played. And I wonder in your mind, like, is that an advantage that can be used? Or is it just, you know what, it doesn't matter. It's the Phoenix Mercury on, you know, hobbling together whoever they can. And they just need to focus so much more on getting what they can done. So advantage wise, I feel like it's so hard, not just for the aces, but for any team to scout this Mercury team, because not only have they had to figure it out, you know, the players themselves, when they're on the court are trying to figure it out at so many different points of the season and and have had to adjust at so many different points of the season. 
when you look at the matchups, it's so different because now you have Brianna Turner, who is, you know, no one can really slow down Asia Wilson, but she's one of the only defenders in the league that can do something against Asia, that can handle what Asia offers, if you will, uh, on the defensive end and and on the offensive end. Now, other than that, I'm looking at Sophie Cunningham. We've seen what her moving to the four has done as far as mismatches for all these different teams. And I'm talking about on both sides because she is scrappy down low on defense. She's not just a shooter, people. She gets after it on defense. Then on offense, I mean, she's bringing all these bigs out of the paint and needing to guard her. And that's where you see the Nygaard actions of her pick and rolls. And then you have off-ball movement to passes in the corner for threes. Shea Petty, if it's Diamond or Shea or Sophie or whoever you – or uh, what have you – um, they're getting those open threes in the corner. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Aces game plan. Also, when you hear from somebody like Nygaard, where, of course, and I asked her this myself, where, of course, as you mentioned already, you'd rather have Skylar Dickinson-Smith and Diana Taurasi on the court. But not having them has given all these different weapons a chance to show what they're made of. And we've seen what Diamond and the Shields can do. I mean, in the last four games, was it, with DT and Skylar out, she's averaged around 17, 5, and 5. You know, Sophie has done her thing all year. It, it's just really going to be interesting without Hamby. That's the key. With Hamby, it's a, it's a whole different series, in my opinion, as far as matchups are concerned. Without Hamby, Stokes and Rupert going up against Sophie or maybe even Sims is going to be interesting, in my opinion. and. Yes, the disadvantage is, in general, always is going to be, with this version of the Mercury, is size. But we've seen it work out for them. I'm not sure if we've seen a different team in WNBA history use small ball like this uh, and this effectively. Of course, we've seen different versions, but this small of ball, if you will, um, and and be effective in this way. So it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, the guard play, obviously, with the Aces is just unbelievable. Um, but uh, if there is going to be a shot, it's definitely going to be utilizing the mismatch- mismatches of small ball. Well, I was going to say, I mean, first of all, we could do a whole episode and we'll have to do this after the season's done uh, for the Mercury where we talk about Nygaard and kind of evaluate the season because I think that is a fair comment to be made of her not possibly getting the credit uh, that she deserves for what she's done with this team. Um, obviously, there's the whole aspect of, you know, the whole superstars and coaches and do they get along thing. Um, but, I, but I like your points because with uh, not enough people are talking about the Hamby situation. Obviously, yes, the Aces have found some stride uh, late in the season, even since the Hamby injury when they've faltered at points. Um, do I mean, look, it's no secret. We know what the weakness is for Vegas. It's the lack of their depth. Right. It's right, what right. happens when the bench comes in. What happens when the starters, you know, have been running for 38 minutes for two games straight or whatever it is. Can another team take advantage? And when you look at Phoenix playing small ball can be an advantage there because if they can keep the the speed of this game going. And yes, I know what everyone's response is. Plum and Jackie are just in insane shape and they can play all blah, blah, blah. Yes. But what you need to understand is playoffs are different. The energy exerted in a playoff game is very different than a regular season game, in my opinion. Obviously, I've never been a pro athlete, so I can't really uh, <laughs> agreed, you know, speak to that definitively. Um, but I, I just think, you know, if there if there is a strength to Phoenix, as you put it, 
Um, I would say it's their ability to play small ball a way that this league really hasn't seen and their ability to find success. Um, what do you think the weakness that the aces are going to try and attack uh, on the Phoenix Mercury end? I feel like you just have to manage the trapping on defense. We saw that from Chicago. Obviously Chicago has that size at every position basically to switch and to be able to trap at every spot. But that gave Phoenix a whole lot of issues. And maybe the most issues I've seen since the small ball began was those really hard doubles and traps on players like Shea or Sophie or Diamond um, and, and really makes that offense very stagnant, which is not something we see often, again, from that small ball because they have so much fluidity with the off-ball movement, with the backdoor cuts, you know, off the pick and roll, those kind of things. Uh, so, yes, I would say that. And then on offense, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people would say this is obvious, but just attacking the paint you know, making them pay for having that lack of size. Uh, that's all you can do. And especially when you have someone like Asia, don't shy away from that. Because once you establish that inside dominance, Kelsey's going to get her threes. Jackie's going to get hers. Like they're going to get theirs. And then not even say Chelsea Gray. Like they're going to get theirs. I just think it has to start with establishing that inside dominance and then opening it up. And, and I like what she said uh, a few minutes ago about uh, Bree Turner. Cause look, Asia Wilson, MVP candidate, likely is going to walk away with this MVP, you know, finishing in first place. I've typically bodes well uh, for your ability to take home the hardware of MVP. Um, but you look at what Turner can do. I mean, you everyone spoke about this on social media. If, if you're not living under a rock, I think you've seen somebody tweet something in the form of Bree Turner is the most one sided basketball player in the sense that. She is an elite defender for multiple years in this league, going up against some of the best bigs um, and and being able to switch on to smaller players too. But she is one of the best defenders in the league. And what she has done to kind of keep this defense afloat, I mean, it, it people can you, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Sorry, Phoenix Mercury fans. Often the, the negative aspect of Diana Taurasi is that you have to hide her on defense because she isn't playing, you know, all that amazing of defense, but she's going to produce offensively. Breezy Turner is such a, a complete opposite of that, but it's so helpful. It's so useful when you're going up against this, uh, this Las Vegas Aces team that I'm excited to see just, just from an X's and O's, just from a gritty, hard nose effort, type of uh, of a viewpoint i am so excited for this series because if you know one thing about the mercury it does not matter what they're placed it does not matter what the spread is it does not matter who they're going up against they are going to give it their all they are not going to give up at any point um and this is probably the perfect time for me to remind our listeners to join us for our next watch party for the playoffs starting tonight, and we'll probably be doing one for Thursday too because we love to watch WNBA basketball. Uh, the Liberty take on the Sky and the Mercury take on the Aces, respectively, at 8 and 10 p.m. Eastern. The link is getplayback.com backslash room backslash windsider. That's getplayback.com backslash room backslash windsider. We'll have lots of discussion on what's going on uh, in game one of the first round of the playoffs. Now let's kind of cut to the chase. All right. What has to happen in your opinion for the Phoenix Mercury to not just pull off a single victory, but to move on to the next round 
and pull off the arguably biggest upset um, in WNBA playoffs if they win this series. Man, it's it's obviously tough, right? Because the Aces present so, so many challenges. Um, but one of the keys is what you mentioned is going to be trying to run them out of the gym as much as you can. Trying to use that transi- transition offense to your favor. Um, hoping that, you know, Brianna Turner, who as far as I have it right now, is going to be on my first team all defense. Um it, can she limit Asia enough? Can the guard play be enough uh, against Kelsey, Chelsea, and Jackie? It just it feels so overwhelming, right? But if you can keep them uh, at bay, at least for one game, and enough to steal one in Vegas, Aria, I'm telling you, no one wants to play in Phoenix. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to play in Phoenix. It is a tough place to play, and everybody knows it. And at that point, you'll have the momentum. You'll have a lot going for you on that end. Um, and we've seen it all year from them. They're 11 and seven at home, four and 14 away. So if they can just steal one utilizing that small ball, utilizing, you know, that off ball movement, um, defensively staying quick, you know, uh, doubling, you know, we saw them do that a lot against Tina too. Tina Charles, for example, and I, I hate that she's the example I'm bringing up, but one of the main things we saw when the storm came to visit and Tina started for the first time this season for the storm was a lot of issues. Thanks to someone like Breezy Turner, but not only that, the every follow-up rebound, you saw like three mercury there, you know, ready to try and battle for it. So if they can, you know, out grit, if you will, like you saying, like, like really, really try and, and, and run them out and, and take advantage of the lack of depth. That would be one of the main ways to do it. And then of course the shots need to drop for people like Sophie and diamond, right. And Shay has become so big. And then Megan Gustafson off the bench has become these, these, all these players have become so much more important that it, it almost hurts to think about what could have been <laughs> if they were all actually role players. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, totally. It, it, it's pretty mind blowing and crazy. Um, all right. Uh, key players for each team for me on Phoenix, it's diamond and shields because while we've talked about the lack of star power, the one thing that I don't want anyone to forget is a few years ago, a very commonly spoken name uh, in predictions for MVP while on the Chicago sky was Diamond of Shields. Diamond of Shields, we all know, has the potential to be a generational player. Now, this isn't a knock because as media members, as as students of the game, we see players that have the body type, the athleticism, and those sparks, and we go, oh, they have the ability to be that great generational talent it's a generational talent for a reason, right? It's not like there's like 15 of them knocking down the door. But if Diamond can play some of that, if Diamond can show some sparks, some superstar quality generational talent games, compile it together, she's won a championship before, she's been to the playoffs before, she knows what it's like. That's, for me, that's going to be the key because as much as, you know, these role players stepping in and filling in bigger shoes, you're going to need somebody to step up to the moment. And hey, maybe it's Sophie Cunningham, but I, I like to go with I feel like Sophie's the easy answer. And then for Vegas, it's it's pretty easy for me. It, it's Kelsey Plum because Asia Wilson and Turner are going to be battling fine. We know that's going down. 
the question for me comes the guard depth is terms of how much they can last in this series. If this series goes long and also can plum start showing up on defense. If plum starts showing up on defense, you have Chelsea gray, you know, Jackie young and Kelsey plum playing elite level defense. We all know what they can do on offense. When you have that, I think it's going to make it near impossible for Phoenix. Um, when you just consider the importance of Sophie, the importance of diamond and Shay, um, I think, Vegas is going to need to focus on responding defensively and just shutting down Phoenix. Uh, who are your key players? One for each team. Okay, so I'll pick two different ones, even though I totally agree with your two as well. I just want to put that out there. Okay. So um, first off, take to your point about, what was that? I'll take the compliment. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. To your point about Diamond, by the way, she wants it too. That's what you love to see. She wants it. Mm-hmm. She she says she this is fun for her to showcase this side of her, you know. Um, even though she's more than capable of being that role player, we are so aware of of what she what what's in her bag, if you will. Now, the two players I'm gonna pick, one for Phoenix is gonna be Shea Petty. Because of what she does, not only on defense and getting under players' skin, which is exactly what she's gonna have to do if they want to even a shot with this team, she's going to have to do what she can to get under the skin of a very tough skin of any of those guards, especially Plum, of course. Um, And not only that, what she does for the ball movement of this team is massive. And what she does for the ball movement of the Mercury in general is you can't say enough about it. Um, You know, her as that point guard mentality you can see when she's given up the ball, she's given up the ball and then moving. She really is a is is a, a momentum starter. And when the ball gets energy through movement, a lot of times it's Shea that gets that going. Now for uh, the Aces, I'd say you know an X factor that people you know her name her name comes up a lot, but I just don't know if they realize how good she is when it comes to the national spotlight. And we've seen a little bit of it, especially with Plum giving her her flowers is Chelsea Gray. I mean, how good is she? Not only her passing, her defense, but since these defenses have to worry so much about Asia and Kelsey, and then you got, of course, Jackie, Chelsea seems to be that person on the scout that she's just, you know, she has that third defender or fourth defender, and then they don't have a shot against her because she's so good. So, Chelsea is the one that if she gets it going, uh, it, it's going to be really difficult for any team to be this Aces team, this entire playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, side note, I realized we went through this whole episode. Um, can you just update Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins-Smith? I, there was a release. They're both expected out for the whole series or just the first game? I, if I misread it, I just want. So the they're expected for now. They're going to go game at a time. That's the way they do it usually. Okay. Um, so... They're expected for this next game. I don't want to get any Mercury fans' hopes up that that there's a chance that either of them play or Kia Nurse that even play this series. Uh, specifically, DT, of course, with Skylar, it's harder to say. Uh, but with DT specifically, she told us a day before Nygaard said that anybody can be available. She told us that she's about halfway through a month recovery. Um, and she said about a couple weeks through a four-week recovery, essentially. So, And she also said that she would specifically have to push it and she'll do what she can. Obviously, being Diana Taurasi, she will. But, you know, I, I don't want to say that 
they should expect them to play in this series. If it goes to a game three, you know, maybe back in Phoenix, maybe, but it'll be really tough. It's hard for me to see a, a, you know, a possibility of it really happening. Yeah, no, hey, but you have to ask. Uh, real quick predictions. I, unfortunately for the Mercury fans, I'm going to have to go aces in two. What's your thought? So I'll say aces in three just because I just feel like the Mercury have enough to get one off of them. Um, and then even though that means they're going to lose that one in Phoenix, I just think it might be the aces year, man. I just think it might be the aces year. At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, so many times we've seen in the playoffs, it comes down to who has the best player on the court. And now I'm going past the Mercury, but I just don't know. There's a good chance the aces have the best two players, maybe three players on the court on any given series. So it's just pretty impressive what they've done. So I'll say aces in three, but I can definitely see aces in two. I just feel like the Mercury have that dog in them where they're going to steal one. And if they do steal one, you know, we'll see. I might eat my words on that aces in three because if the Mercury take it back to Phoenix, that'll be a fun one. And I'm telling you, I'm going to have a smile ear to ear when I'm covering that one. <laughs> oh, that that would be a ridiculous one. Well, since you're used to uh, live Phoenix Mercury games and I'm used to watching them, on playback, get playback.com backslash room backslash Winsider. Let's just do it one time. Mighty Mercury. Mighty Mercury. <laughs> Mighty <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> Eliav, tell the folks where they can find your your writing, your tweets, uh, and anything in between. Well, the simplest way is at Eliav Goodbye on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything, even LinkedIn if you're about it, uh, on everything. And also at Sports360AZ or Sports360AZ.com. We have an awesome team. All things Arizona, period, high school, uh, college, professional. And uh, if you're looking for Mercer Mercury stuff, I got you. I appreciate your time. We'll definitely have you back on to discuss uh, the off season, re- you know, reflecting back on the season, everything in between. And hey, if they make a deep playoff run, we're definitely bringing you back uh, to discuss more. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate y'all.